This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds. Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you Disney Pixar nerds out there. I'm Joanna Pandapocalypse 2002 Krupnik. And I'm Brian Nobody Like You Plofsky. And we could not be happier that you have enjoyed the Four Town concert and jumped across rooftops to join us today. Today, we are traveling to Toronto, Canada to visit the Lee Family Temple to give you our instant reactions to Turning Red, Pixar's newest release straight to Disney+. So grab your backpacks and don't forget to feed those Tamagotchis and let's begin! And as you know, with all of our movies, we're going to do a little bit of non-spoiler stuff and then we'll get into the spoilers. So uh, the spoiler alert alert will be coming. But we are re-entering the Pixar uh, sector of the nerdverse. Uh, Joanna, can I see your passport, please? Yep, there you go. There you go. Excellent, thank you. Okay, I see here that you have uh, eight. Oh, no, I don't have your stamp number here. I guess I didn't write it down. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what mine is either. Yeah. Whatever whatever Gary had, I was less. Um, I'm, I didn't write I, down Gary or Jay's either. Oh, okay, so let's start over. Okay, so I think, <laughs> let's see. I think I've, see, I've seen them all except for Good Dinosaur and... Uh, I've only seen Wally once because it's all I could take of it, and I, I give didn't... myself an eight. No, that's not true. Okay, I found, I found, I wrote it down. I found. Oh, it. you did. Okay. Yeah, you you gave yourself a four. That's Do you think that... that seems fair. Okay. Sure. I don't really know. Uh, it's all it's all relative compared to what the pros have, but I'm gonna say yeah. I'm giving myself a six because I've yeah. seen them all, but I don't know you all can't the details. Quote them. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Totally. Excellent. Um, fantastic. So we just watched Talking Red. No, there, no, we're talking about Turning Red. Wow. Um, it's yeah. been a long, long week, guys. I know. Um, Joanna, what did you think? I really liked it. I liked it more than I thought I would, and it was nothing like what I thought. Like, I had a perception of what this movie was going to be, and it was not that at all. Um. Did you have a similar, did you call, I mean, I knew that when she's emotional, she'll turn into that, but like, I didn't really know why or what it was going to be an allegory for, or that it would actually be based on something, you know, did you, did you know what it was going to be about? No, I could have probably guessed or inferred that kind of stuff, but I didn't specifically know. I kind of I went in pretty fresh. I saw one or two trailers. Um, I knew that like um, over emotion or anger or rage or whatever it was was gonna was gonna turn her into this. Um, and I loved it. I was pleasantly surprised by how not only good this movie, but how specific this movie was. That's the thing. Yeah. I, I loved it. I thought it was really, really good. Um, I had a blast watching it. I thought that all the voice performances were great. The animation was beautiful. I thought that the story they were telling was was really effective. And, um, you know, I will say it had it had the feeling of other Pixar movies to it. Hmm. It had a little bit of Brave to it. It had a little bit of... Um, some of these, you know, a lot of these, you know, parent child dynamics, a lot of the like a little bit of inside out kind of like a different point of view on growing up and becoming a woman or becoming more of a, an, a you know, um, evolved person, I guess, like growing up. But like, I guess I just use a stupid phrase for growing up. But um, yeah, but I thought this movie did it exceptionally well, better than Brave. Um, yeah. So. You know, and I, I, from research I've done over the years with, with Pixar, like, I know that Pixar usually, they're kind of known for, like, polishing and honing their movies so much, boiling it down to, like, a really, uni- like, its essence, like a really universal theme, like love and loss or family. And it gets tinkered by, like, that Pixar, I think they, they refer, it's like the brain trust, like, John Lasseter, 
that like Dave Brad Bird like people like that and it worked really well like it got it it's gotten them some big hit movies tons of recognition but because of the rules that I feel like have been set up with a lot of these movies so far you know they don't look like what they originally were I think Up was supposed to be a totally different story than it ends up being Bugs Life got rewritten I think really last minute not last minute but like months before it was supposed to be released but that's not how this director, Domi Shi, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Domi Shi, Domi Shi, works. Um, I read this quote that she had in Wired that was, um, I'll quote her here. It said, like, there was no clear-cut schedule or any structure to pitching these ideas. You can kind of go at your own pace. For me, I just want to go fast because my worst fear is to overthink and overdo and overpolish something until it loses all of its u- uniqueness. And I think that that mm-hmm. sums up why this movie is like, it feels deeply personal mm-hmm. and specific. And it's not like, you know, it, it it's just like, it's really specific and personal. I, I, yeah. know I just said that, but <laughs> I mean, do, yeah. So does, does that make sense at all? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I thought it was funny. It was heartwarming. It felt it felt specific and universal at the same time. I would almost yeah. argue this feels a lot more specific for many reasons, which the time uh, period that it's set in is very specific, oh, which I mean, that. it was like directed at us. Um, like like the obviously the cultural influences, the story being told is very specific. The city is very specific. Um you know, a, a, so much, but 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 it's so universal. The relationships, the relationship to family, to immediate family, to um, the generations in your family, to the history of your family, regardless of what your who your family is, what you are. Um, it's it's. I felt very connected to the story, even though I am not any of the things I'm human and that's enough. You know what I mean? Like I, I never, I was never a 13 year old girl. I never, um, became a woman. Like I, in terms of like, you know, hormonally, I never, you know, I, I, I am from a Jewish family, not, you know, and, and so I, I, um, on the surface level, you think I wouldn't, but I, but that's not true at all. Like I absolutely connected to the story being told. Um, but I'm interested to hear how you connected to it. Cause I'm assuming you had more of a connection to it potentially than I did, or at least, at least on a more, spe- again, specific versus generalizations. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. No. Yeah. The, the, you know, just a, a girl struggling with trying to survive puberty and all that change that comes with it when you don't even you're not necessarily ready for it or it just sort of happens and you're like, oh, this is and it's so uncomfortable. But I, I just liked that it was a realistic balancing act for her because she was trying to balance like two worlds that she was born into basically. Mm-hmm. Like her life and then her heritage and her family's life and what was expected of her. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, I and – I, and, and to that end, as you asked me, you said how I was felt connected to it being – at one point, a 13 or uh, however, she's supposed to be 13. Is she supposed to be 13? Yeah, I think yeah. she's at 13. Your old girl in the, let's see, I was 13. Well, I, yeah, of course I'm older than Mei but I was, we were 13. I was 13 in 2000, uh, excuse me, in 1999, yeah. I turned 13. Okay, yeah, then that, not yet 2000, but I had a Tamagotchi, of course. Um, <laughs> I think the anime and like manga influenced animation yeah. style, like, totally works with 2002 it's like mm-hmm. designed to look through like the world in a lens of this 13 year old girl at this time absolutely that was very obvious um and just like that like beautiful awkward weirdness of like Mei's sexuality i just i loved mm. how like how, i mean that was just really not familiar i didn't draw people like mermaid mermen or anything but um yeah it was great um no, I, to- I totally loved it. You know that age where you like think that you know your friends know you more mm-hmm. than your parents. And I didn't have this expect. You know, she has the expectation of she's trying to be this perfect daughter and like do it all, but also have her own life. And when you know when she turns red, she really is the funnest. You know, the truest side to herself with no expectations, which is so beautiful. Sure. 
So um, I don't relate to that part of like, I mean, yeah, I didn't want to get in trouble, but I wasn't like, I hope my mom still likes me or I hope like where me and my mom are so close because she and her mom are, I'm close to my mom now in college really, but I, you know, I was at odds with my mom a lot in high school um, and middle school because I was horrendous of like, I was just disaster, I'm sure. But um, I think, you know, it's just that puberty hits and you're like, oh God. And I think my mm. puberty hit like real, my, my boy obsession craziness hit uh, t- early and never, it never went away. I still, you know, love Andrew Garfield as uh, though he's my husband, but like <laughs> it really, yeah, that, so that registered, um, really well but the the whole idea of that being like the best part of you I like never thought of before not like puberty is the best part of you but no but your but, rawest like yeah your nerve your your raw nerve you but also like that's when you're figuring out who you are you know that's the split of like who figure out who you are versus like who your parents have like molded you into because like and 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 i think that was a really interesting way to to show it as well um and and um and like like most pixar movies uh without talking about specifics the end made me incredibly emotional oh my god just really emotional um Mm -hmm. yeah you said this earlier about like you don't know, you know, we, we're not of that culture. So like there are things that of course we don't recognize, but what I love about a lot of Pixar movies and this one specifically is like that the whole point of all movies, cinema in general is to transport you into the head of someone that you've never met and teach you something about yourself in the process, which this movie for me did. Yeah. I mean, theater is about theater and, and movies and, and, and story. Let me refer. Storytelling is about empathy and I absolutely, uh, I really felt like I understood what this character was going through. Um, and, and I think that's how, why it was so effective in the end, especially, um, it really pushed all the buttons that, uh, they know I had. I like too that her mom Ming, you think, you know, what, um, you know, an, like an overachieving, you know, Asian mom kind of would be the expectation there. But I liked that it wasn't just that, like, two-dimensional, but it was actually a woman who made her child, like, her best friend and is terrified of being lonely when her daughter carves her own life and path Mm -hmm. going going ahead. It made me think a lot of Gilmore Girls um, with, with Kim and her mom and Mrs. Kim and, like, you know, she wasn't best friends with her mom, but she also, like, grew fond of, as she says that line, I've grown fond of my cage, Rory. Um... You know how you just, you just, yeah, she's, you, you can tell that Mrs. Kim just also just doesn't want to lose her. So mm-hmm. I really liked that they didn't go in the very, like, it didn't feel like any of the characters were super, uh, like, typecast or, or at odds with type. It mm-hmm. felt more full, full, more full than that. And just, yeah, really absolutely. Specific. Um, so were you ever, what's the boy's name? who Tyler Tyler were you ever a Tyler about something that was secret like and and you truly did relate about something and you just didn't want to let on about it probably I just don't care so anymore now but I'm trying to think of like what was it like well, like what was I a Tyler now. about no but, I, yeah. but I'm thinking about like what I was a Tyler about I don't know like I liked musicals but like I didn't care I was still in the musicals like that's I just, liked, so you're saying you never you never worried enough to like repress your love for something because you didn't want to get made fun of. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that I did, but I can't. Re- I'm I'm absolutely positive I did, but I I cannot remember. I probably still was watching like a Nickelodeon show that like or something like that that like my friends weren't necessarily watching that they thought was stupid or whatever. Um, I'm sure that came up. I I just cannot think of an example right now in the moment. It's fine. It's good. What I, about you? I, uh, oh God, probably. I mean. I was, I probably, I probably more likely put on, I mean, I wasn't a boy, so it wasn't that kind of, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm hiding something of myself, but it was more, probably more that I picked up things I didn't really care about to like, to fit in, 
with my friends. Oh, uh, sure. You know, I was like, I don't really like NSYNC, but like they're all going to this concert. So like, I guess I'm going. Mm. And I and I also was never I my obsession, their four town obsession is like Leonardo DiCaprio for me is the only thing that I could have seen myself either scream about mm. buy a magazine with him on it but there was never a band like i had colleen my best friends colleen hire for listening she she was obsessed with nsync uh, sure. jc chaze like obsessed sure. so she's the one screaming at the concert i went to an nsync concert once and wore earplugs because it was mm. very loud um and that so i never had that i think leonardo DiCaprio would be the closest thing i obsessed about um so i never can relate when i see like girls who would do these kinds of, you know, like put everything on the line to raise enough money to go see this concert, which Mm -hmm. is disposable. Like you're the experience you'll have forever, of course. But like, I can't relate to that. Did you obsess? I mean, I'm sure you did. What was your, I mean, yeah, I mean, (laughs) you name it. I was obsessed with it. Like, I mean, I was obsessed with star Wars. I was obsessed with, yeah. um, To go see the movie next or yeah. I mean, I still am totally. Um, I was obsessed with all of that stuff. Like that, that, like I also get obsessed with stuff like, like whether it's an action, like saving my ticket stubs or it's specific, you know, like IP like star Wars or something like that. Like for a while, I was obsessed with, um, uh, the New York Knicks. Like when I, and you know, like, like I just like became obsessed with certain things like, and I still do it like Funko pops and stuff like that. Yeah, that's true. We have obsessive personalities. 100%. Um, yeah, I I really dug the music too. I should yeah. say this is a band I I I loved the boy band. Yeah. It was so good. It just felt like uh, because we grew up around that time at that age, like we're just like maybe two or three years older than May uh, is in this. Like, yeah. I absolutely, totally understood the world that she was living in. Like that when they when I found out that this movie in the movie took place during in twenty uh, in, in two thousand and two, excuse me. Um, mm-hmm. And they she when she handed her the the at the very beginning, uh, she, they they mentioned the year nineteen ninety nine. Like and what like. And there was a CD and I was like, oh, like I'm I like, I don't know. I just all of a sudden felt very comfortable, if that made sense. Um, I know. And even the the, even the costuming, the animation of the costuming, they had like chokers. Like it felt very, I know I've heard. Yeah, I've heard. Um, Yeah. When I saw the Tamagotchi, I was like, wait, what? What year is this? And I like like I missed. Jamie did tell me the Tamagotchis are back now. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I think they are. I'm sure they are. Um, they're amazing. I like kind of want one again, but I just every every trend that I bought that's resurfaced. If I don't still have mine, I feel like that defeats the purpose. Like I, I can't buy a new one unless I right, can use right. the one that I had from when it was popular before. I can't redo it. It's like yeah, Joanna, totally. Come on. You shouldn't have thrown it out, you idiot. Um, although it would be like long dead by now. I never fed that thing. Um. <laughs> I I was curious as to why they put it. I said, wait, this is so specific. They're like picking a random year, a year when I was young like that. Like, do you think, well, A, I, I don't know how old she, the director is, but I'm guessing that she, you know, she was, her name is she, but also she is a she. Um, I'm guessing that she picked that year because that was her story to tell. Yeah, she's, she was. She's like our age or younger. Yeah. Uh-huh. She was okay, born so in. Okay, so it's her. Yeah, she was born in 87. Okay, so a year she's a year younger than us. Um, so she obviously did it for that reason. But I really liked that because yeah. – It was more it, meaningful but, to me. It, I, sure. Would I have the same impact if it took place today? Yes. Was it more meaningful to me because I could directly relate to like the things and the trends and the fun things at that time? 100%. Yeah. It was like Pen15. Yes, just uh like a warm bath of nostalgia and i just heard your voice in my head being like they know that we're the ones watching it like they're do- mm-hmm. they're weaponizing our nostalgia joanna and yeah, they're absolutely like- weaponizing our nostalgia but it also yeah. it was a great story and narrative and really effective plot points um but we both loved it and we should probably start talking about uh do some spoilers yeah spoiler alerts we're now going to talk about the movie so, so if you haven't seen it 
This is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We're gonna we're gonna spoil um, talking. Uh, no, we're turning. gonna sp- turning red. I don't know why I keep saying it. We're talking turning red. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, just uh, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, I would highly suggest watching it on Disney Plus. If you have seen the movie, uh, keep on listening. Um, what did you think of the end? I loved it. I didn't expect, let's see. Well, I did not expect the mom to, I did not expect the mom twist. I didn't expect it to be, I wondered, I was like, what? This is so random. Like a girl turns into a red panda. Like this is, there's, this is weird. I mean, it's, it's obviously a metaphor, but you usually have to connect that metaphor to like something in reality. Sure. When it's that like ridiculous. Um, Mm -hmm. but the it just kept kind of surprising me. The first surprise, of course, was that the kids I forget which came first, that the kids were obsessed over it. Like they weren't like, you freak. They were like, I'm obsessed. Well, yeah. First she finds out that this is a family. Oh, does she find that out first? Because her friends come to her window when she's kind of in the room by herself. Right. So the first twist then was I did not expect that it was a family. Yeah, sure, sure. That was cool. Um, Then, yeah, the other one that surprised me was that they were obsessed. And then the third was the dad discussion, which was Mm. so sweet. So when did you start crying? What was the first thing that made you cry? (laughs) Um, When she... When the panda, her panda spirit was like, like looked back at her when they, when she was like going through the sort of, we'll call it like a portal. The first time? The first time. And she then goes, she decides not to do it. Mm. Like for some reason, just to see her almost lose it. I like was, I I mean, again, it's an animal and animals make me cry, but like the animal seemed, the panda seemed sad. Like, do you sure you want to do this? Like, I've gotten Mm. to know you so well. So, like, that got me teary. And then I full-on, like, cried the second, like, that whole final um, scene. And then Mm -hmm. when the the, the great, 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 great ancestor takes her, you know, at the end when, you know, up into the sky. Like, yeah, that whole thing. What about you? Uh, I I mean I was tear eyed at the beginning because I was just like really enjoying myself I don't know and then uh, but the the thing that got the first thing that really got me that kind of like opened up the floodgates was the dad in the basement finding the camera because not only oh that's right not only not only like did I like that emotional beat but like. I also anticipated what was coming next in terms of like his conversation with her. So that got me teared. Then the conversation got me teared. And then every moment from then on out got me teared. But I definitely cried the most by far when uh, she found her 13 year old mom in the bamboo forest. And she sees that her mom has the same issues with her mom that she has with her mom. Um, And I want to use this moment to – have you seen Encanto? I haven't. Okay. So I'm not going to spoil anything about Encanto because I, I don't want to do that. But I find it fascinating that the last – even though this is Pixar and, and Encanto is Disney animation, um, I found it fascinating that the last two movies that Disney has put out, essentially animated movies that Disney has put out, um, were explicitly about generational trauma. Um, I, 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 it, it, it's fascinating because you're talking about like weaponizing nostalgia. I also think they're weaponizing our generation. Like the idea that our millennial Coco too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Coco too. I, I, like that. that, I mean, I, having not seen Encanto, I, I went to Coco as my like touchstone for Pixar's that make you think about generations and families and sure. Yeah. That's, I would I would lump that in, but I think that this one and Encanto specifically really deal with that subject. Yeah. Um, no, Coco's a good one too. Um, uh, 
I, I just found that really fascinating that they're not only weaponizing the nostalgia as we talked about, but they're weaponizing our generation in terms of millennials doing things differently. I mean, and that's that's every generation, but um, with technology, yeah. with how you know, I feel like the millennial and Gen X generate not um, Gen X, no, millennials and um, Gen Z. Gen uh, Z, wait. excuse me, they're yeah. the ones younger than us. Yeah, the ones younger. Our than Our parents us. are boomers. Right, and then the the above us is Gen X, right? And we're oh, I don't know about that, but we're we're millennial, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. we we need to work on our gen. <laughs> I know. Um, we're on TikTok though, so we're really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we're cool. Follow us uh, <laughs> at the Nervous Pod. Um, but uh, yeah, I I found that fascinating, and I and I really connect to that. I really, I'm not I'm not saying that like I I I really connect to that idea because of you know as as you get married as you start you know raising a family as or thinking about raising a family and as you look back and realize that like your parents are just like people trying to figure it out like you put them on a pedestal but they're just like they're just like two people who like fell in love and like had kids and you happen to be those kids you know what i mean it's yeah. not like they have some magic secret that you know makes them like the greatest they're just they're just your parents and we're all just trying to do our best. Um, and we have these traumas that were passed down from the generation before, whether it's the generation that you grew up in, like with wars and politics and whatever it is, or if it's just the way that your parents grew up with like World War, you know, you know, Vietnam. And then before that World War II and then us with everything that we've had to deal with. Like, it's just super fascinating to watch these animations reflect that made by people in and around our generation. Um, yeah. I find that absolutely fascinating because I feel like with every group of filmmakers or studios, you know, you have the cold war and then all of a sudden you see movie horror movies that are about like, you know, invasion of the body snatchers. Like we're all going to become Russians, like, like that type of thing. Then you have stuff like the get out which is a, you know, commentary on race and race relations and, and, um, and, and, and a lot of families, families and yeah. dynamics in that way. And, um, you know, and then you see, it's usually, it's usually the genre movies like sci-fi and stuff that can do that. Yeah. The KGB same thing. stuff is like in yeah. all those 80. Like, yeah. Did you ever see Arrival with Amy Adams? Uh, yes. Just, yes. Uh, just about communication between the world and how we have to stick together. And when, you know, and, and, and then now, you know, we're seeing a lot of these generational things because, um, you know, it, it's just a lot of, we finding that a lot of these opinions and stuff are, uh, are being split generationally, which is probably the true over time, but we're really seeing it now because of social media. And it's just fascinating. I know I don't want a little bit of a rant, but I think that, Aside from the specifics of what this woman, this girl is going through with, um, you know, Maymay is going through with, um, uh, you know, becoming a woman, getting her period, deciding that she wants to figure out who she is and that may go against who her parents want her to be or expect her to be. Um, um, I found that all incredibly fascinating. And I also really liked, um, I'll stop with this and I'll ask you about it. Um, I felt the moment where she does not stand up for her friends very realistic. I can imagine being so afraid of what your parents think of you that you let them believe something as opposed to correct them. It's just easier too sometimes or you think the repercussions of one will be different from the other. But also what was lovely is how quickly forgiveness from people that are that close to you where the forgiveness, Mm -hmm. you know, comes in you know, at a, at a four town concert or whatever it is, but Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, so all of that you were saying about, you know, the generational traumas and family, like, yeah, that stuff gets really emotional for me. I don't know about you. And we're both the eldest in our families Mm -hmm. um, of our siblings, but I am super close to my family and, and it could also be, I am a daughter, but the growing up and like leaving those things behind getting married starting to have to treat my new family as the first foremost family and not always going to my parents to ask what they think, but like, you know, leaning on my partner, that's really hard and emotional and, um, and, and never, and just has not, you know, is, is not easy. And I think when I see this stuff, it also registers on a whole 
you know, it, it hits a different chord because I'm thinking about myself at that age and how much time has passed. And also, yeah. you know, again, thinking about my mom and when she sees her mother and then walks her, like takes her mother in her hand and like mm. teaches her something kind of in a way. Ugh, it's just, yeah, it's, it was beautiful. The pace of the movie was so fast. It was like a yeah. Paladino fast. It was, it was yeah, like- it was very kinetic. <laughs> I also just finished um, uh, Maisel? the Maisel season. So I'm just I like used too. to that. that um, yes. But yeah, it was very kinetic. It moved, it, 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 it bopped along. It took its time when it needed to breathe. Yeah. Um, I feel like also the pacing really did set that time frame and that age really well. Um, and then, you know, I really liked the end with the giant panda and then, uh, and then her and her mom and all the ma- mystical stuff that was happening. And you know what I find? And, and maybe, maybe it's just me, but I, I have, I forgave this movie for like weird stuff. Like, you know how in Spider-Man we talked a lot about how like, well, how spoilers for Spider-Man No Way Home if you haven't seen it. But like how the fight around the Statue of Liberty, like how did no one film this and see X, Y, and Z? Like sure. with this one, one, you don't have as many cell phones and stuff like that because 2002. But but I, I totally forgave the fa- – like. Uh, that the fact, fact that, that like, there's like a giant, giant panda in the middle of you know the sky dome, yeah, yeah, panda apocalypse. I totally forgave it because the story they were telling was really strong. Um, and uh, but I really like the stuff. Oh, what I was gonna say is, I also feel like I really like movies because I think this is accurate. I really do. I really like movies where like the we'll call them generation one, two, three. So her grandma is one. Um, her mom is two and May May is three, just, just for yeah. the co- sake of this conversation. I feel like generation two has trauma with generation one and then yes. generation, and they pass that trauma. And I've seen this in a lot of movies. They pass that trauma onto generation three, whether it's through like, um, you know, um, trying to keep a tighter hold on them or setting unrealistic expectations or, or projecting not them... their own. Yes. Yeah, totally. And I always find, and uh, something that I like, I really like when generation th- one, it like skips is not as hard on generation three as two is like her grandma was like, you want to be happy. That's cool. Like, Okay, like I feel like that happens a lot. I also ha- I feel like that happens in real life too a lot, where the grandparents just want like they're not raising them; they just want those kids to exactly. be happy. They just want to see their legacy live on. They just they want to see those smiling faces. Like there's also an age difference, so like at one point, at some point, like I just don't care anymore. Are you happy? Cool. Let's smile and work our way through it. Whereas like there are different expectations and different legacy asks from generation two to generation three again i am generalizing this but i feel like i've seen that a lot in movies lately no that 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 is that i know what you're saying because i think i think you and i were raised i'm i'm speaking of my jewish grandparents um that that is so true like they don't they i mean they weren't actually that hard on anyone but they're they didn't get they just were so over the moon with their grandchildren me and my sister and my cousins like that that's the sun shone sure. out of our butts, whatever. And anything that was that we did wrong, it was never us. They would go to our, pa- they would be yelling at my mom, my mom and dad. Sure, sure. We um, also never had. I, I we also, also weren't raised by our grandparents, so they might yeah. be stricter if you're in a in a family where you're. They take yeah. more. They live with you, or they take on more of your upbringing. Totally, probably true. Or they're like, younger, I, or something. Yeah, I, I, I dig that. I like that. I like when that happens. I like that they listen. They, they didn't. They, it wasn't like an unreliable narrator. It's not as if they told us that the grandmother was very mean and evil, and then like she wasn't at all. Like, I mean, they I, did, they put like a villain music and she's like putting yes. her lipstick on. She's like a scar on her face. But, but I, what I guess what I mean is like, she was, it's the, I forget when we talked about this, but it's the Uta Hagen questions again. Like uh. she's like, how is she described by the people in the, how does she describe herself? How do we see her? How, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and we see her as a version of all of that. She's understanding. She's directly connected to her heritage she is closer to the heritage than potentially her her you know her her family and like 
a part of her understands and a part of her does her own thing. And she would, uh, and so I, I like when it's, it's not black and white. I, I totally agree. Um, I, I also just like that. She didn't, it, the message was not only was it cool that like you go through puberty and it's so awful and it's unexpected and you can't really deal with it and just nothing makes sense, but some really amazing version of yourself comes out of it is cool. But yeah. also that, you know, you you can still – I like that the movie, like, wants to sort of carve out a space for its characters in which, like, being a, a good and dutiful son or daughter, like, doesn't require an erasure of you, of yourself. Yeah. Like, you can do both. <laughs> um, totally. Assuming that the person will accept you. I mean, that that is the other thing is, like – these movies are great. It's like the parents, they love you no matter what. And of course, everyone's parents, I think, love them no matter what. But some just will never really show that acceptance and some will. So mm-hmm. it's a movie and it's for, you know, it's a, probably for kids. And, you know, so there is the that upbeat sort of like, of course, yeah. her Ming loves her no matter what. But you do hope that that is going to be the case and that you can <laughs> sort of be yourself. Absolutely. And um, I, and I also think that one of the lessons at the end that I really appreciated was that like things change. Like you can't keep the same thing going. Like it is human nature to evolve and change and that is what time does and that is what age does and and it's just about kind of resetting expectations and when you feel like change points are coming. And um easier said than done obviously like you mentioned it's much more clean in a movie than in real life um but yeah it definitely had that feeling to it at the end um uh yeah i loved it do you have did you have any any favorite moments any favorite side characters um i liked i really liked sandra oh as the as ma as ming i really really liked that character i thought she she did such a good job uh voicing that character as well um i really liked uh mindy was she the sort of the main friend in the green with the beanie uh no something a little bit more jewish i think oh um, I don't know why I didn't take any characters' names down in my. Um, it's because they flashed them on the screen at the beginning. They did yeah, like the which fun, I like loved. I did too, but I it didn't. You know, I've only seen it once. Miriam, I knew it Miriam. Was okay, Miriam. the M, the M with the I. Um, I really liked Miriam. Um, and I really liked Naime, and I liked her mom. I, yeah. I mean, the dad, of course, was like a silent winner at the end too. Sure. But those are my favorite. Yeah, I loved the three friends, Miriam, Abby, and Priya. Priya. Um, I think that Abby they... was like a little much at times for me. Like I oh, know that I... girl. So yeah, that was like sure. but she would have annoyed me in in middle school too. So yeah, I would have been like fair. calmed out. I just like I don't know. I think there was something you know what a movie like this could have easily had that moment where they're like, I hate you now. And you know what I mean? But I feel like yes. it elegantly avoided that. Um, they were hurt and disappointed, but like they're still best friends. Like yeah. I appreciated that those moments. Um, it's not and, always realistic that like you have a full on breakup with your friends when something yes. like this happens. It doesn't always happen that way. It's dramatic to put in a movie, but I yeah, you're right. I love that they just that is not the alley that they took. Right. Also, I think we do have to talk about um, how Ming. Would your mom have ever done anything like that to you when she goes into the the convenience store and like oh yeah. or like uh, spy okay. at you at school? Um, she would not have spied on me at school physically. She would have sent spies of some sort. Well, okay, my mom taught at my high school, so I know this wasn't high school we're in yet, but she taught at my high school. So my my high school had three thousand kids. So I don't like run into her, but like if I ever wanted to skip a class, which I never did except for like twice and they were classes I was allowed to skip, whatever. Um, she had a temporary <laughs> classroom, like a temp. I don't know. You guys had those, right? Like out in the, like out on the parking lot, they had like the, like the mobile homes, but they were classrooms. Do you no, have those? No, we did not have that. I didn't go to school in a, in a dump. Okay. Well, wow. Wow. Um, I'm sure that a lot of people listening know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but I've seen she them was before. always in we one of those. We I went to a blue ribbon school district. 
Okay, we were assigned science and technology magnet, Brian. Um, I did a research practicum to graduate in science, but anyway, we had so many students that we didn't have enough classrooms, so they made the temporary classrooms, which were like out in the big parking lot they would build. Anyway, so you couldn't get through the parking lot without like sneaking literally under her window because one Mm -hmm. of her or her fellow history teachers would have said, oh, I saw your daughter. Does she have, she doesn't have, she's a free period at this, at this point. And right. my mom be like, no, she doesn't. Um, but no, if I had, uh, if I had, see, I was the one that was crazy about boys. So she would have either yelled at me, told me to like, I better not like go, like who else is going to be going to this movie? Is it just boys? In, or sure, like, who's, sure. Yeah. So she would have just grilled me, but she probably would have just like called the parents of the kid at the Daisy Mart and been like, do you know what, like, what's going on? But she would never have, she would never have protected me. She'd know that I was guilty. So that's the difference between Ming. Yeah, yeah. Ming was like, my precious daughter. No, this would be like, Joanna, come with me. You, you kid at the Daisy Mart, what's going on? Tell me. (laughs) Yeah, sure, sure. I'm sure you never had anything like this happen to you. Is there anything you can relate to in this world? Not on that level. I can I can assign different things I've went through in terms of like my parents or saying like not about like like crushes or 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 you know girl crazy or whatever thing like anything like that. Well, also, yeah, go on. Sorry. Um, but I can assign like you know if I if if you know uh I don't know like uh, you were also gender you know gender norms at this time if we stereotype here. You were the one who, like, there weren't many risks at you being the guy in middle school. It's the girl that could, you know, the the idea. Again, this is well, just yeah. As I mean, if we're, if we're talking about these generations, the 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 parents of the female would be probably more protective than the parents yes, of the it, male. It's like the male is like, like, did you do this? Or like, you better be respectful of women. Yeah. But it's a girl that's like, what's been done to you? Right. It, it, more, I would say or I can Or is relate. this guy up to no good or something? Right. I, I would say that my my um, my relationship or my, my, my being able to like sympathize with this situation is more like, oh, you know, like mom or dad calling like, uh, you know, the school or calling like the, the after, you know, the after school activity thing where like my son didn't do this or didn't get to do something more like that. Yeah. If that makes sense, which is like so embarrassing because like, I don't care that I didn't do this or like, but like they felt like I, you know what I mean? I, I, I can't even think of oh, an example. So, you, so they would be, so in your situation, you're saying is like, Brian didn't get to have his turn with like, you know, at the spelling bee, like he didn't get yeah. to go. <laughs> I would say it's more, I, that is not an actual example. I want to be very clear, <laughs> but like, I can't think of anything right now. I probably like hidden it deep down inside. So I never have to think about it again, but uh, <laughs> it's more along those lines, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, I, I think you were probably just like a much more trustworthy kid, Brian. I don't, I mean, it's, it sounds like your mom would step in on your behalf to make sure that you got the best experience or that you were being treated fairly. For me, it would not have been that because sure. I was trying to get away with a lot more and I probably manipulated the situation a lot more. And, um, my, you know, my mom knew I was outspoken and, uh, you know, um, would try to have, I mean, I was also terrified to break rules too, which I think was like a weird juxtaposition, but yeah, yeah, no, my mom, um, she would have spied to make sure I did what I was supposed to do as opposed to, mm-hmm teacher did you let her do what she's supposed to do sure but you can tell that this this direct this the writer of this movie she um this must have been something fairly autobiographical because it was hysterical it was hysterical specific um yeah woof um and like if that scene well here's another thing if those embarrassment scenes and a lot of the scenes in these movies could not happen in a in a now type of situation, uh, like timeline wise period, time period wise, excuse me, because like cell phones would be a thing and, and it would be a different kind of, um, in school bullying. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like also you know, like she wasn't really bullied that much per se, except by Tyler, who was actually just hiding the fact that he like 
really loves Four Town. Right. That was that was the twist I liked. Was it didn't have to go down this you you you're so weird, you weirdo. Your family's weird. Like it was, it was just the opposite of what you'd expect, which is we're obsessed. And then then she uses it to make money. To you know, I love that the merch. It, yeah, it was so good. Um, so that was that was just delightful. And and I, that scene at at Tyler's party was, you know, um, when she um, when she sort of gets a little bit violent. Yeah, like, you know, um, pretty stirring. There's a moment where she's getting ready for the ritual and there's that flash back of her like attacking him that she has. I found that mm. and she like recoils at the thought of her actions. I've had that a lot. Like I, I really related to that moment where you think about like – and maybe it's an anxiety thing. Maybe it's a you know an obsessive thing. But I'll have that moment where I think back to like things I did 20 years ago or 15 years ago, moments that I'm not proud of. Um and like I recoil, like I, it just like enters my consciousness for a moment and it makes me recoil. And then I'm able to like separate myself from it because I'm not that same person anymore. Um, yeah. I, I really related to that moment for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I if this is a reality where you're like Spider-Man and you can swing and jump from building to building and like be a panda and not, I don't think I would get rid of my panda either. But about I agree. You. That was going to be my next question. If it's yeah. accepted, then yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would definitely not get rid of my panda, but I um, I understand why those other generations would. Um, but I would definitely keep my panda. I would definitely – you know, I think the idea is that like over time you don't turn into the panda anymore. You just it, – right. it is if, if we're talking like the bigger analogy, like it just – becomes you like did you ever see about time yes so yes the, i did i can't remember it but i saw it one of my absolute favorite i know like, romantic <laughs> sci-fi comedy movies rachel mcadams you just can't get wrong with her uh but at the end of it one of the lessons of it and this is not really a spoiler maybe a little bit i don't know it's not a plot spoiler but like the idea uh, he has this voiceover at the end that he says you know you know i really this power taught me something it taught me to live every day as if it's the only time I'll begin to experience it. And then he says like, I don't really, use, I don't use my powers of time travel anymore. I, 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 I honestly forget I have them. Um, Cause he's just like enjoying every single day for what it is. And every day is a gift and you don't have to, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to relive it. Uh, and I feel like it's similar to this in a way in terms of like, you just forget you have the power. It just becomes who you are. The lessons you learned from it, like are just become ingrained in you and you don't need to. However, yeah, I would still use it to like jump from building to building. I'm not, oh, for sure. Know. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that's a great, that's a great analogy. And I think that not only do you become the panda and the panda sort of becomes just part of you, but, um, you know, you don't, I, 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 I like that her mom, didn't go that route. Her mom yeah. chose to separate. And again, if your pan is that big, like, okay, that's a logistic, that's like a little bit, uh, that's hard. We, but that's, I like, <laughs> no, that's, that's a huge ass panda. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. I think that I, I, based on how like she was dressed, how uptight she seemed and not necessarily uptight, but like, like keeping it together. Like you can imagine that panda growing and growing and growing over mm. time because there's so much you're holding in. And yeah. I appreciate that they went, they went with it, you know? Yeah. She's going to have to like feed that Tamagotchi like until she dies. Right. Absolutely. Or wear it. Like when she's an old, like she's going to, was it the smartest thing to put the panda in a Tamagotchi that needs batteries? And like, there's just a lot of upkeep. I don't know. Also like, it's like it's also really weird. Like maybe put it in your pocket, not wear it as a necklace. Yeah, because that's not going to be a look forever, and you're not going to want to carry that big thing around your neck. Yeah, I, I, mean, I I worry for her. At least Tamagotchis are coming back, so it's less awkward now. You know, I guess. But like, she's going to be like a 90 year old woman wearing a Tamagotchi around her yeah. neck, and it's going to be like the battery is definitely going to die. So it's just going to. Well, be I mean, a those dead are going to have to be changed. Like, what happens when it dies? Like, do you have to do you unleash the panda again? I don't know. Yeah, it's true. Do you just like break it open and do the whole? It sounds like you just do the ceremony again. That's the other thing. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so we just do the ceremony again? 
Yeah, but I also found it – that's true. I also found it really interesting um, that the father had mentioned that she used her, her you know, panda, panda power, power, if you will, or it came out again or it, or it first showed its ugly face or whatever we want to oh, you know, – I'm not sure of the timeline of – when the fa- the the mother disapproved the grandmother disapproved of the father and i thought yeah. that was interesting that the only time she's really that we know of in her history unleashed that panda was when it came to family and 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 fighting for her husband and then but you know obviously getting upset with may but like wanting to 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 protect her you know what I mean? Yeah, it seems like she might have been as the gener- as our parents were, like she might have been she might have held her emotions together later later in life and it didn't really come out until boys got involved or a life partner was on the table and then a daughter um versus May who you know is dealing with all the things that progress with our culture younger more mm-hmm. accessibility to friends and phones and everything. She just, she was more emotional. Cause she's also, she's a product of her father and mother, not just, yeah. you know, so, um, yeah, I, I, at first I thought, yeah, I, I really liked that. And then I thought, oh, but if the panda's puberty, like, wouldn't she have gotten hurt at the same time? But then I realized that <coughs> no, it manifests, not only is it, pu- I mean, it's now for this case, it's of course it's puberty, but it's yeah. also like when your emotions maybe, get out of control yeah i definitely agree with that i think that like the panda rears its head um in different times like for meme it happened to be that like because her mom says already yeah yeah exactly the puberty moment whereas like for her mom it was the the love she had for her husband and standing up to her mother um yeah and then i'm sure the aunties had them at different times as well oh my god the aunties are so yeah. good and for all we know the scar over the grandmother's eye you know maybe she was in a terrible situation whether it was like back um you know where she originally um you know was born and grew up um maybe it was something more than that whatever the trauma was there that could have brought her panda out um you know I, I don't obviously don't know because they well, don't talk about. I think we're like. led to believe that her mother's panda did that to her, right? That that Ming's panda came out and she, you know, lashed out on her mom. That's what I was taking from it. Oh, I did not get that, but I, I'm I'm totally into that theory. Yeah, I, I didn't get that because I don't. She says I didn't mean to hurt you, like when she's crying at the end, like is she, when she's a little girl. I think I think that's what. I think that's I'm what we're into meant that. to believe. I'm super into that. Is that, that her mom like took it too far, which is again why she's really hellbent on her daughter being able to get rid of it because yeah, she's like this it. can you can like hurt someone like she almost does Tyler. So yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, anything else? Any other closing thoughts? Do you have any nitpicks? Anything that rubbed I you mean, the wrong way? Or no, I if I sat down and watched this again, I'm sure I would find something. Um, but I was just so into the ride of it. Um. I just like really enjoyed myself. I was never, I didn't think it slowed down in any place where I like lost interest. Um, I thought that they connected the dots. Nothing felt like a hanging storyline. Nothing felt extraneous. I really dug it. This is like, I'd probably give this eight out of 10 red pandas. I would probably give this nine out of 10 Tamagotchis. Yeah. Sure. Eight or nine. Cool. I, I think my only eye roll was at the end when she was like, my panda, my choice. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah, that's fair. I, I do think. I was like, that, we don't need, we, we know we don't need it, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I can understand why that was slipped in because like. And it's yeah. very on the nose. I get yeah. It. Yeah, that was a bit much. I, that, that's, a, that's a good one to pick out. But that's probably I, my I, only nitpick. Yeah, it just felt so that, different. And it's a Tamagotchi. Yeah. yeah. But um, I love that the boys had to do a concert. To like help with the ceremony. Oh, like that, that made me cry. Like it was <laughs> so awesome. Good. I like that it's like when they grew the wings and were flying around the stage, like it looked like they were like actual like angels or 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 birds. And then when like the reality sets in there, you like see the the cords they're hanging from. Yeah. Like, I like that we see different things through different points of view. Um, yeah. I love that the grandmother gets the four town net, like it's all that they had nearby. Yeah, yeah, Um, unlucky numbers. Yeah, I loved that. And I loved, of course, I just loved all the references that I was like, that's supposed to be Tiger Beat. Like, that's supposed to be, Mm -hmm. you know, a 
limited to backpack with everything. It's totally. Just, uh, it's just nostalgia heaven. Very much like Pen15, honestly, for me. Sure. Yeah, I really dug this. And also, I think it's interesting the last two Pixar movies were like um, shape-shifting for different reasons. Uh, last one Luke, being Soul, right? Luca. Wasn't Luca after Soul? I think Luke. No, I think Soul. Oh, you're right, be right. Soul, I, I think of it about the pandemic. Luca came out directly to Disney Plus during the pandemic. Did Soul do this? Was Soul at the very yeah, beginning? Yeah, close. It was Onward, Soul, and uh, Luca, and now Turning Red. But yeah, man. I liken this to Luca because it seems like very personal, as I mentioned at the beginning. Yeah. Luca definitely felt more like coming out and hiding who you are um, yeah. as opposed to this, which felt more like a growing up and learning things about yourself and like actual chemicals changing in you yeah. versus the chemicals that you're born with. If that makes sense. Yes. I, I, and both, and both being like what the things that make you, you yes. are beautiful. Absolutely. But in terms of the specificity and like, you know, the fantastical elements where, like, he turns into a water creature and she turns into a panda. Like, that, to me, they're similar in that way. Um, sure. So, yeah, I think – I like these ones. I, I think, I think you know, we've had a lot of the really heady, as I mentioned before, like, the big loss and family and love and, you know, the ones that are, like, kind of big galaxy brain. But I like these – Ones that almost feel like a little tiny story that is just like so beautiful that yeah. is the dire- that the director or the writer wrote because it's them. So I I like this direction. I I think it's the I think it's a really good one of the better ones in a long time. I agree. I would if we did the draft again. I would probably draft this. I, this one would definitely get draft over something else that didn't get drafted. I think you're right. Yeah, for me too. Well, nerds. Are you all triangles? Because you're a cute. We hope you'll join us next time as we enter another corner of the Nerdverse. Make sure to join us in the Nerdverse by following us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod. Again, we're super cool. We're on TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod. Be sure to blast over and tap subscribe to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Ryan on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate and review us there. We really appreciate the love and the feedback. So don't forget to give us those five-star ratings. And remember, the farther you go, the prouder I'll be. Yeah, that was a really good line. Also, I really like, I know this is like almost cliche at this point, but I like that she loved math because like math doesn't change. Yeah. You have control over it. You know what the, the, the it's always going to amount to this thing that it should amount to. So like all of this like change where she like, couldn't really have control over emotions or had to learn control and it's all subjective um was a really nice juxtaposition yeah and and not even that's so true that's a great point and also not even that she just loved math but i like that she actually liked cleaning and she liked doing the things that yeah yeah totally she enjoyed it like that was her personality as a type a person i can relate to that i love organizing um i love like being on time and everything but I just love that that she saw that there was a messier part to her. Of course, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I also, oh, what was I going to say? Um, I really, oh, oh, do you two hundred dollars a ticket for Four Town? Does this? Do we think this is accurate? Is this still how much? What are we thinking? An NSYNC? I don't remember. I feel like that was very steep. I have to say, for two thousand and two, two. Eight two hundred dollars seems like a lot. This is not Carnegie Hall within sync where you get like right. a cushioned seat and you have like ushers. I mean, this is just a big, a big old stadium, and you're just standing like at the Globe, seeing Othello for five hours. Interesting. <laughs> Do you remember that? Um, and then. Uh, yeah, so 200 seems like a lot. I was like, damn, mm, yeah. dollars That is a lot of money. Two, that does seem like a lot for t- 2002. Yeah, maybe it was like 150 But I I remember being like, oh, shit, that's going to yeah. raise a lot of merch. Yeah, that's very interesting. Because I don't think I would have ever been allowed to spend that much money on a concert. Totally. A Broadway show, like I'm thinking about Broadway shows, even back then, to see like, you know, Brian Stokes Mitchell or something and like Kiss Me Kate. I still don't think it cost that much to yeah, see but it I mean, in a normal seat. And they were also on the floor. So like 
Yeah. I don't, I don't really. Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking at tickets right here. Like, I'm trying to see how much was this. Yeah, I don't think it would have been that much. I really don't. That would because my parents would have just nixed it, not because it was a concert. They would have been like, um, two hundred dollars? Are you out of your mind? And the yeah. like, this is not the ballet. Like what? No. <laughs> but anyway, it's fine. Anyway. I'll cool. let it go. Well that 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 may have been made up just to like show how much harder it was and so that we can relate to the prices now, even though it I don't know. Sure. No, totally. Yeah. You're right. It probably would have been weirder if they were like fifty dollars each. We gotta raise the money. Empty your piggy banks. Empty your piggy banks. Sell a couple more, uh, you know, tours. Yeah, girls got cookies. But it's not her money. I mean, it's not allowed. It's, like, it's it's also, you know, we also don't know how wealthy or not wealthy they are. They never really get into any of that. That's true. And I, I wish it's... we knew more about her dad as, as a chef. Like, that was like this, like, ratatouille beautiful <laughs> moment. Oh, I my gosh. More. I love that. My jaw dropped. I was so hungry. I wanted the bao buns. and The dumplings. Wanted... We got Chinese the next night because I was like, I need dumplings. Oh, amazing. That's so great. 